With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It has something to do with food, but yeah. Okay, this is the Talking Tactics podcast. Uh, my name is Daniel. It's your boy, Double H, have hope. Now, if, if I'm distracted, I'm watching the last few minutes of Valencia Atletico Madrid. So, do you, do you support Valencia? I thought you support Chelsea. Uh, I will be rooting for Valencia. I don't support Valencia. Like, I'm not going to go out and buy a shirt or change my Twitter bio, even though I don't put Chelsea in my bio. But uh, nah, nah, nah. I'm, I'll be rooting for them. So, how come Chelsea is not in your bio? Why would it be? Um, because you're a Chelsea fan? Yeah, but Chelsea is not my identity. Like, it's a football team I support. I don't, it's not like a part of me in some way. Maybe it is if I think about it deeper, but I would never put it in my Twitter bio. Wow. A lot of Chelsea fans won't, won't be happy to hear that. This is part of the thing that we probably need to talk about whenever we do that special about just like how people live their lives through sports. Like, I don't. Sports is important to me. Don't get me wrong, but like oh, no, no, no. Yeah, I mean, no, no. Basically, look. Let's save it because trust me. I mean, that's it's definitely something to expand upon. Yeah, yeah. Um. So we do this every Tuesday. Carl was on the Totally Football podcast, so he's not here this week. But um, you're, if you're into that, if you like, uh, who was on it? Like James Richardson. Like, well, no, no. Basically, he hosted the this show on Channel Four about Italian football back in the nineties. So if you grew up in the nineties, you you know him, and he li- and you basically saw his face every Saturday morning. Yeah, so Carl was on the Totally Football Podcast with James Richardson, so go check that out. Um, very popular podcast in the world of podcasts. Speaking of, um, remember to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, SoundCloud, Facebook, at Talking Tactics. On Facebook, it's Talking Tactics 352. I'll link that in the description. Remember, we do have a fantasy football league. It's a bit – it's kind of late. Like, if you want to catch up 200 points or 100 points or whatever, um, it's kind of late at this point. But if you are still into fantasy football, I think there's time left for you to join our league. So go ahead and do that. If you're listening on an Apple device, subscribe. It's free. If leaving reviews is your thing, even if it isn't, leave us a five-star review and we'll read it on the show. Speaking of, trying to link these past two subjects together, um, a guy called James Russell, 887, left us a review. He said, my favorite football podcast. He said, I used to listen to James Richardson's podcast on The Guardian, then continued with his Totally Football show. However, I have now replaced both of those podcasts with Talking Tactics. Wow. <laughs> Carl was not happy about that's James Richardson, man. <laughs> And look at Kyle going to the enemy, man. Terrible. <laughs> Three guys cover all of the key talking points across European football each week, somewhat focused on England, and do so with a sense of humor. They probably sum up things best with their own slogan, sometimes serious, sometimes funny, always football. You got it backwards, but it's okay. Also, there's a dance special with quality. Keep up the good work, guys. We'll try. Thank you for that five-star review. Remember, if it's five stars, we'll read on the show. Anything less, you're just hating. You got anything coming up this week? Oh, no. Yeah. It's the second episode of our Hope Meets Banter show. Because obviously, we have this new host, basically, and everything, you know. So um, some comments are good. Some comments are a bit vulgar, but there you go. Well, <laughs> That's what, what happens when you put, like, a woman as the host. And in football spheres, like, someone's obviously going to be like, hey, yo, like, she's getting it after the show. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Trust me. Some of the comments were like... 
I can I, I can't even repeat them on this podcast the way that's uh, you know, but um yeah so we we record our second episode this week and apart from that you know I'm going to keep on riding on with covering each of the top four top five teams in the EPL looking at U- Juve's games looking at the La Liga games as well for Barca and Real Madrid so trying to give you that analysis swag so that's cool I don't think I have anything oh okay so Mr Free Kick actually have you heard of this thing called Eleven Sports um. Yes. Oh, oh, 11 sports. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> basically, if you incriminated your, your, yourself. Oh, yeah. No, no, but yeah, basically, like, I'm subscribed <laughs> to it, and it's like, I like what's happening now within the football sphere. Because, again, I mean, I think we have to touch on the Amazon show, but maybe, I don't know how many episodes you, 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 you've seen of that. I've watched, I watched two today, so I'm on episode four. <sighs> yeah, so basically, what's happening now is that I think a lot of these online um, platforms are realizing that football is the biggest it's ever been social media wise mm. and i think everybody wants a piece so for so long sky had all the access you know so obviously that's owned by rupert murdoch and they had all access to all the stuff but now guys like amazon who have more money than sky are outbidding them to be able to get this exclusive on, on man city and this dude who i think owns leads he obviously has a lot of cash in the bank and it's like you know what I'm going to outbid you guys because and instead of you guys overcharging people, I'm going to say, you know what? For £50 a year, you have, you have access to Syria games, La Liga games, which is a pretty amazing deal. So where do you want to start with the football this week? Chelsea Arsenal, man. That's Chelsea you, Arsenal, that, okay. You have, you have to start there, man. Quick, so do you think Kepa was to blame for the Mkhitaryan goal? That was a good shot. Like, I don't know, because I was having arguments with the guys, and I said, well, you know, that was a good shot. Like, I mean, you can save it. He could have done better, but like, I don't oh, expect wow. you. He, he could have done better, but I don't expect you to do better. If that goes in, fair enough. But, like, maybe maybe Courtois saves that. It's his first real game in the, in the Premier League. The Huddersfield game, it counted kind of but like i don't think he had any real saves to make in that game like this is his first test so the two goals that he let in it is what it is um i think what's more curious is like the mkhitaryan miss and the Aubameyang miss if arsenal make those get those two yeah, chances it's a different game like like, like completely different. those weren't basically those were not half chances those were like clear full chances much an open goal the Aubameyang one i was just like oh god bro we've lost and then he puts it over i'm like oh god <laughs> we, we might get away with this one and then mkhitaryan does the same thing you know and then Morata scores a goal and i'm like okay we might actually win like we're up to zero then they just mkhitaryan scored and then it will be got his goal and it was 2-2 it was a really good game i'm sure for a neutral i was mad nervous watching it but if you didn't have a rooting interest it must have been a really good game and then halftime comes and what happens like i think when there's a big scoreline in the first half, is both teams go in the locker room or the dressing room, whatever you call it, wherever you live. And both coaches, they just talk about defense. We can't give up these defensive mistakes. So I knew the second half wasn't going to be as open and goal crazy as mm. the first half was. And I felt that that was going to play into Chelsea's hands because we were at home. Um, and we have the better players and Hazard can just come off the bench and do Hazard things. So, And that's the difference between Arsenal's situation and Chelsea's situation. Because I think, like, you know, no, Arsenal, they did well to, to come back and they're going to aim a lot more goals. But the issue is that Arsenal don't have a Hazard to bring on. And mm-hmm. when Hazard came on, Arsenal did not have an answer for him. Like, Bellerin had a bricaceous <laughs> afternoon, as in that guy was an almighty brick. Like, like, like baby, see, if, if I was Emery, I'd be like, you know what? Either get someone to help Bellerin or just take Bellerin off or just switch it. Literally, like, Hazard on Bellerin was a, a mismatch. And it was criminal how easy it was for Hazard to just be so effective on that flank. And literally, when you just see how much he affected the game, man, it was the link up between him and Kovacic, which I thought was really interesting. Like Kovacic, is, this is one of the best debuts I think I've seen for any Chelsea player. He came on and he didn't, I don't think he misplaced a pass. A few times he, he overran the ball a few times, but you can see shades of like, okay, what this guy can do. Yes, you know? yes. But I mean, it was, you know, it was, it was solid, it was solid, it was solid. It was basically like, you know, we got one of the best players from Real Madrid. We put him in midfield and it just clicked. I've spent maybe 12 months now trying to defend Bakayoko. <laughs> I don't, don't I've been like, nah, nah, nah. Like Bakayoko, his, his knees hurt. Uh, he came back from surgery too soon. The misplaced passes in XYZ are just a consequence of all this. And that may be true to a point. But when you see a player like Kovacic come on the pitch and his link up with Hazard, just the improvement just on Ross Barkley for one. But if he wanted to get to Bakayoko, just like 
all the time I spent defending this guy or just making excuses, mm. I guess. And then we did it, this player comes in and just like he flicked the switch along with Hazard and just oh no oh no I mean no, he was, good. Game. He, was like, good. he was good it's it's quality that I don't think Chelsea have had in in a long time so I'm no, I'm happy I'm, I'm happy to see the Sarri project moving forward but in the same breath Arsenal's start to the season has been dreadful like you play the champions at home then you go to Chelsea. Them having zero points, I don't think we can take too much away from that. Like no, 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 you, no, 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 Mm. And you faced a team who you have issues with, but at the same time you should you should have been able to beat them. Be- no, no, not only beat them, but you should have been able to, to go to them because you had amazing chances. And even in the Man City game, you had amazing chances. Like Wenger gets blitzed five zero or four one in this Chelsea game, blitzed. And remember the the thing was surprising. Like, I don't know whether it is Sarri to compliment or how bad Arsenal were. Like there was a 15, 20 minute period where Chelsea's football was insane. And on this, you know, there's a guy on ESPN FC, bald dude, who said that he can pick seven to eight players in the Napoli side who are more important than Jorginho. Still Robson. We name yeah, it yeah, names. Yeah, yeah. We name it like, names. No, no, no. First of all, I said, I said, wait a minute. So you so you actually paid to have these opinions, which is crazy. <laughs> also, you're trying to tell me that's Callejon. Callejon, who's, who's half a break, is more important than Jorginho. And this is why I was having an issue with um, what we call assists. Because in my view, for the um, what's it called for the um, Pedro, goal. Pedro goal, I would give the assist to George Jorginho. Yeah, his or, his pass to Alonso was more insightful than yeah. Alonso's pass to because, Pedro. And also, this shows you English the England's mentality. You know that the man of the match was given to Alonso. He got an assist. He got a goal. So there you go. Yeah, so, <laughs> which 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 is so thick and stupid and brilliant. We're like, do you know how? Because he was to blame for the second goal. The second goal, what he was to blame, but I think like no, look, that twenty minutes period shows you a taste of what this team can can do, mm. and people need to realize that look for for Sari man, before Sari came to Napoli, they were a side who were like flirting with top four, fifth or something. He totally reignited that side. Like so, when people say okay, Sari has not won any trophies, Sari has never had a player like Eden Hazard. Sari has never had a scenario where you know you can get top top players, the best of of, of the best, right. and he can still improve on this team. So I think no man. That 20-minute period was a taste of what this team can do. I hope so. I hope so. Harry Kane scored in August. I guess we could talk about Tottenham for a bit. I thought Tottenham were supposed to be in the new White Hart Lane by now, but they're playing games in Wembley still. So Yeah, look, look I think it's like stadium, the delays and everything. I think that's, that's why Levy wasn't giving any 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 cash to, to Pochettino. <laughs> so, like, oh, yeah. I, think I saw something about like the, the electricity in the building was still bad. So, yeah, maybe that's why he didn't buy anyone. But yeah, um, Lucas Moura scored as well. Now, I, you know, someone made a good point. I forgot who brought it up, but Lucas Moura could count as like a buy in some no. way. Like, like no. he, he 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 was bought in January, but he this is really his first. No, no, no! Don't do that, Danny. Don't don't don't, don't, don't make excuses for Levy. <laughs> he he lied to Pochettino. Says you were going to give me cash. Levy said yes. Transfer window ended. Pochettino's like, what happened? Levy's like, sorry, I'm I'm not answering your your calls. Trust me, he's not answering his calls. So, Levy lied to him. <laughs> How do you go into a new... You know, this is the first time ever a team has not bought in anybody since this whole transfer thing began. That's embarrassing. That is ridiculous. And he finished in, in the top four. No, that, that, I mean, no, no, that, that guy's messed, wait, up, wait, wait, they messed have, up. They have six points, so can't hate on it too much. Tottenham did well. Kieran Trippier's free kick, by the way. Shout out to that free kick, man. This guy has like oh, no, 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 a specialist, man. dead ball specialist for real. What else happened on on Saturday? Cardiff Newcastle was the the worst televised game maybe in the history of football. Thank the Lord I I I skipped it, man, because I saw in the in the in the group chat and I was like, oh, my goodness, because I was thinking of like, oh, should I watch it because I'm awake? But when I just heard what you guys were saying, I was like, thank goodness I did not waste my time on that, man. Like Kennedy because... had a red card for a kick out that that didn't happen, missed a penalty. It was a really, 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 really bad game. Just a terrible game. West Ham lost. 
not really much to say there. Leicester won, they beat Wolves. Everton, Everton won again. Richarlison oh, scored. No, no, I told you, no. So, so that's that's the like Michael Silva man. Good coach, good coach, very man. good coach. You see, Everton are a team that I think Arsenal needs to be watching out for because if Silva really gets things clicking for Everton, they are guys who can maybe just knock on the door on top four. Obviously, not get top four, but be around that fifth, sixth, seventh kind of area. So the gap Theo is Walker, closing. Did Theo Walker things? So shout out to Theo Walker. He gets a lot of hate on this podcast, so I guess while cars away, we can shout out Theo no, Walker. The thing, the thing about Walcott is that he has his uses, but he is a speed merchant who can be a good <laughs> finisher. But he's not a... He's not technically a prof- he's not a technically professional for, for footballer. See, I, I thought Sterling would go the way of Walcott, but Sterling has actually turned out to be a pretty good footballer. But at the same time, if Walcott was under Pep, would he turn out like like Sterling? I don't know. Maybe, but just having the right coach at the right time can mm-hmm. improve a player. What else happened? Watford beat Burnley. City beat Huddersfield six one. Sergio Aguero got his Aguero. Okay, okay, so sweet. Can we, let's let's talk about Aguero. Is he the, the greatest striker ever in the Premier League? Alan Shearer's it's, 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 okay, between, okay. it's between him and and and, and, and Shearer. It's between, you have it's him, Shearer. Are we counting Henri as a no. as what is Henri what is not an out and out striker? What do we call him? A forward? Like basically like a complete forward. <laughs> I'm just making up shit. No, 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 no. <laughs> Trust me, no, 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 no. You know, on um on football manager. I, I actually don't play football manager because people say it's very addictive and uh I just man I, I am I am shocked that that you, that you don't play that like that game is built for you. I'm shocked you don't, don't play that game. I but mean yeah, I've, like... I've played it before but I don't play it all the time because oh, yeah. I'd rather play FIFA 1 and it there's just too much like all these options and like f- football managers for people who like really care. It depends how you play it. You can either really play it or you can play it casually. Basically, get the handheld. The, the handheld game is for the on the go quick thing. The one on the piece in the laptop is when I'll you want to go deep. I'll try it. But uh, so apparently on football manager, there's an option that yes, better so, so describes Thierry Henry. There are many different roles. So obviously, one role for a strike striker is a complete forward. So a guy who links play. Passes involved with the midfielder, so that's what most guys are. But then there's your out and out striker. So I'm looking at the best out and out striker in the Premier League, and I think you have. You see, Drogba, I would say a target man, but would he? But is he as much as a complete footballer as Henri? No, like Henri was like a winger turned striker, mm. so he had that complete thing. You know, he was big, quick, and then I think just his his mind on the ball, I think, was a little bit better than Drogba's. And just like knowing where the ball should go before it came to him, like Drogba would actually have to take a touch most times. With Terry Henry, the ball would just go. But yeah, um, Aguero's like top three. I'm I'm sure we're forgetting some names. People are probably shouting at their speakers, like this guy, that guy. No, 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 no. There's, there's no look. It's between it's Ag- Aguero, Shearer. You got Drogba in there as well. And I think those are the, really the the main three. Like I think you can't put Hurricane in the same sentence as Aguero. This guy, I think he's on his. I think that was his thirteenth hat trick. I think he has the most of anybody except Shearer. You know, no, 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 no. no Shearer, that's that's yeah, he has the most. Basically, this guy has been doing this for like six, seven years. His goal rate, and he was doing this at Atletico Madrid as well. Guy, the guy, the guy's a different beast. Man. I'm I'm looking up right now. Most Premier League goals all time. All right, so Sergio Aguero's at number ten. Les Ferdinand is mm. at number nine. Michael Owen at number eight. Jermaine Defoe number seven. Robbie Fowler. Wow. Oh, what happened? No, no. I mean, Ben, take it just bricked up a, a shot, man. So. <laughs> oh, that's Lord. That's my God. He, he was aiming for Neptune's moon. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, the Thierry Henry, number five. Frank Lampard, number four. Andrew Cole. That's That might be a good Lampard one. is four? He's the greatest goal-scoring midfielder of all time. It should not surprise you. He has more goals than Henri, but but that's that's largely because he played in the Premier League forever, like West Ham, Chelsea, City. Yeah. Like, but still, so, as 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 a midfielder, man, that's crazy. Yeah, one one hundred and seventy seven Premier League goals. Andrew Cole, as I said, is number three. Wayne Rooney, but that he's not really a striker either. And then Shearer, two sixty. Damn. Man. No, 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 no. Basically, no, basically, what Shearer did for Blackburn in ni- in ninety five was scary, man. What he did like, in general, and I, and I, was, scary, I was Blackburn man. Rovers, man. so. Yeah, Sergio Aguero, he might be the second best if we just go out and out strikers. I mean, he's mm. he's incredible, man. Like it's and he's injured a lot. Yeah. So like his numbers could be even better. 
And he plays for City, who have the capability of going out and buying Mario Balotelli, Eden Dzeko, um, Jesus. Who was the, Jesus, who was the one, the guy that they bought from Spain, Negredo, yeah, yeah. a while back. Like, they bought people to kind of maybe not get him out, but definitely to, like, take minutes from him. And he still bangs. Like, so what else? Oh, God. we can, So they won 6-1. Look, when are we getting to, get to Uncle Moo, man? I was, I was going to give you the floor. Like, what's going on with your boy, man? <laughs> okay um when when is christmas what's what date is christmas uh december 25th every year mm-hmm. for like my Wait, whole easy, life. easy 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 so <laughs> christmas is when december 25th jose Mourinho will not have a job by that date i don't i don't know and see how Mourinho is going to last the season with 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 you mindset and my thing is is that I don't. You don't want to go into the trend of like, oh my gosh, Mourinho's a crap. He's he's a thing. Now, now, what this guy did for Real, for Chelsea, for Inter Milan, and so forth, and for Chelsea again, you have to realize. And winning three three trophies with United in this first season, but a bad fit is a bad fit, and a bad fit doesn't mean like a manager's crap. Ancelotti is not a crap manager, but it didn't work at Bayern Munich. It was a bad fit. This with United, it's a bad fit. So yes, blame Pogba because Pogba didn't have a great game. Blame Marshall, he didn't have a great game, but. All that matters is winning. And when all that matters is winning, play players in the strongest positions. Play, don't force players into roles that they can't play. And if they can't play, you then chastise them. See what a player is. Where, where is he? Where does he feel most natural? Where can we show him at his best? Put him there. And put them in a system in which they can be at their best. This Manchester United team are an attacking team. They're not a pragmatic defensive counter-attacking team. They're an attacking team. And they're been forced to play a system which isn't comfortable to them. How they got to second last season, I have no idea how the hell that happened. Mourinho staying on for United, I don't know how it's going to get better. I really don't know how it's going to get better. If you did know, they lost to Brighton uh, 3-2. I saw something that I didn't see in the Chelsea days, which made, which showed me that he learned something. Like in the press conference, I mean, he was he was he was being snarky as he normally is when they lose. But he was like, you know what? When my team does well, I'm gonna praise my players because you guys don't say anything about that. When my team loses, I'm not gonna say anything negative because you guys don't like it when I do that. Now, to me, he was just saying, I would like to say something bad about the players, but I'm not going to because it's not in my best interest to be out here just slandering my players publicly, right? Mm. At Chelsea, in the second time. That wasn't really his MO. Maybe for like the first season um, in 13-14 where he was like, you know, I prefer not to speak and all those kind of videos that are out now. Like that was kind of his MO, kind of protecting the players a bit. And then we won the league, so he really didn't need to. That third season in his second spell with Chelsea, he's learned or at least trying to maintain. Is that going to save him though? Is that going to save him? Well, see, results will save him. Manchester United are going to win more games than they lose, you would think. So mm. all, all you have to do is win the next game and people will forget about this week. But if you make it such a big deal, if you call up Paul Pogba and drag that out until Thursday, Friday, and people are going to be talking about it in the media, then that's not in your best interest because you won't make it to the next game. You know what I mean? So mm. all, he, all he has to do is just kind of keep a low profile. Um, but then telling the press why you won't do it is kind of defeating the purpose. He gets in his own way. <laughs> like all he had to do was just say, like, no, nah, I'm, I'm not going to speak about any specific players. We played bad as a team. We'll try to improve next week. That's all you gotta. Ha- that's all you have to say. But he wants to say more, but he knows he shouldn't. Um, eventually, maybe that'll crack. I'm watching Zaha. No, it's it's a matter of time before he leaves. I think we all knew that. Um, Carl has been like he he wants him to get sacked as soon as possible. That way, you know, he can just get the implosion over. And get the next guy in. I'm thinking like, yo, Mourinho gets sacked, Zidane gets hired, Manchester United win the Champions League. How about no. that? <laughs> like Zidane has to be very careful. Don't don't get too gassed, Zidane. <laughs> like no, Zidane, no, and actually United I, with this team, you're not sniffing anything, man. So. I put out a tweet that said if I was because I saw Zidane was linked with United maybe like last week sometime, and I was like, if I was Zidane, I would never manage again. Why would you ever manage again? You've won three Champions Leagues in a row. Why would you? Maybe if France called and was like, that's, yo, we want you to do Euro 2020. We want you to do World Cup 2022. No, no, no. no, 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 no give no, me Pogba. Give me Mbappe. Take. Give me Kante. I can v- go. 
the, the only job you to take is the France job. That's the only job that they take. Only you don't one. take any job. Don't take no club management's job. Take the France no. job, and that's it. Yeah, like you've you've peaked as a manager. You went three in a row. You leave on top, and that's that. I was also thinking as like a troll hire. If like United hired Wenger, that would be funny. But that's never going to happen because he would never manage another Premier League club because he's too honorable or whatnot. But I, th- I thought that would be funny if like Wenger came in and cleaned up Mourinho's mess. But that's not going to happen. Um, will he be there by Christmas? I think so. They gave him a contract extension, although Chelsea did give him a contract extension and fired him in December. So maybe that's not the best. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, okay, so, okay, so contract extension, but you have five L's in a row. Hey, well, you can still still stay, man. Eight all, L's, nine L's, ten L's, eleven L's. All he needs to do is not be controversial in the post-match press conference and the post-match interview. What if he keeps losing? Well, then it's going to crack eventually because he can't keep this up for long. He can't, like, not criticize people because, uh-oh, this is solid. It has to be. Oh, that's a red card. Damn. Well, at least you didn't give away the penalty. And and, and, and the guy was actually having a, a pretty good game, man. He's having a good game. I mean, you kind of had to do that because Salah's going to score. So you might as well just kind of take him out. I mean, take a red card for that. Well, it's not good to take a straight red if you're a young player, is it? Because now you're going to be out of the team for three weeks, and who knows if you get back in. But Salah's going to score there. Going to take one for the team, yeah, 100%. 100%. Like, yeah. It sucks for him because he was playing well. Um, Juan Bissaka, he was playing well. Ah, what, what were we talking about before we were rudely interrupted? Uncle Moo, like, sucks oh, at, at Christmas, contact extension, if he gets 10 L's. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, so it's weird. Let me ask you this: What is what is what is Pogba's best position? He's not really a number ten. He's not really a holding midfielder. So he's more like a box to box midfielder. So that's why I would call Paul Pogba at the moment. And is he playing as as a, as a box to box currently under Mourinho? He isn't. He is. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, so he is being forced to pretty much play the Modric Verratti kind of role of being the central midfielder to dictate the game. Pogba, that isn't his game. Haven't, we, even com- haven't best- we been complaining about this since like when it was rumored he was going to leave Juventus? You played with Pirlo who dictated the game. You played with Vidal who did the dirty work. All you had to do is kind of run around and just have fun and play football, play your best yeah. football, and it would work in the team. You're too young to go into France and try to control things. Although when they get, when Conte develops or developed, he's better off now. Like, you can't go to Manchester United after just being kind of like the third cog in Juventus and just decide, like, yo, it's, no, it's, no, it's, no, it's no, his yeah, time yeah. to start bossing midfields. Like, we've been talking about this for years. Well, two years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 well. Yeah. No, you know, you're just like, mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I mean, no, for me, look, the situation isn't ideal for Pogba, which is why I said, and United fans dance like this, after you win the World Cup, I have a World Cup like that. You can't go back to your United with Mourinho. You go to PSG, you go back to Juventus, you move. This isn't doing him and his stock and his brand any good, being at United, because United are going to have a very long, hard season. I told you, I don't, I don't put United in the top for this season. With Mourinho, top is not happening. And maybe this third season thing ain't a myth, man. I don't think it's a myth. He's a short-term manager, man. Like We've, we've all known that, and this is going to happen... As soon as they, as soon as they hired him, the way that Mourinho wanted this to be his long-term thing because he wanted to emulate Alex Ferguson. He tried think- that at Chelsea. He tried that at Chelsea. He made moves as if he wanted to stay. Like no right manager lets Kevin De Bruyne go unless he believes he's going to be there for a long time. Like you don't sell Lukaku unless you think you're going to be there long term. Like he made moves at Chelsea. Like yo, I'm gonna. He left Real Madrid. I think he probably could have stayed at Real Madrid. Mm. Perez probably would have wanted him to stay. But he's like, no, I want to go to Chelsea. I want to do my long-term project at a place where I know I'm loved. He's 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 been trying. It's just he can't. <laughs> it's like not in his personality. Like he's too combative. It just is what it is. Like he's box office. We would love to see a, an Amazon special on him too. But like the Ferguson thing, it's not going to happen. It can, it can barely happen for Pep. And people kind of like him. Mm. At, least, at least they like his football. I mean, okay, so so how do, you, how, do, how do you think this season ends for United? What, what, what happens? I think Mourinho stays. I think they probably for the, get for, for the full season. Yeah, yeah. I think he stays, and I think they probably get fourth. They, like, mm-hmm. battle with Spurs for fourth because I think Chelsea are going to get third. So other leagues have started. I guess we could talk about this. You Have you been paying attention to La Liga, Barcelona, Real Madrid? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so to me. we had Cristiano's debut, Messi going going crazy. 
Yo, yo, yo. That's Cristiano. Talk, talk to me about Messi, man. I didn't watch the game, but I'm assuming you did. Yeah, look, man. The the, the guy was the guy was on, on something else, man. Like I told you, like after his his World Cup flop, he's pissed off. He's pissed off. So and I think Messi wants to just take things to another level this season. I mean, the guy was killing, killing the Duza that they were, they were playing, completely just destroying them. Do you know? I I read that like he's actually aiming to win Champions League. Like he actually came out and said like yeah 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 he he made a speech with 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 a mic. He 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 grabbed the mic and like yo guys. <laughs> and, and, and also, also you heard that he rejected the, the call up of Argentina apparently so I think he may be done there oh really yeah he rejected like they called him up and he said no no and I think they, he, they... he said that he doesn't that he's not offering his services for Argentina's call up in the next round of internationals so I mean the, the fact there's an international break coming up right after the World Cup anyway like you just can't let these people rest I, this is the worst one because like the season starts back you just start getting into the groove and then it's gone for two weeks it's just like ugh. two weeks oh man yeah it's always like two weeks the first one i hate international breaks man like just that's why i've been advocating for like years now you should just have an international break month like january february pick one and play all six or seven international matches in that month I mean, Rather but, than breaking it up three, four in a season, just do it all in a month. I know I mean, it would be a logistic nightmare and it will never happen. But if I came to power, I would try to make it happen. I mean, the the thing though is that you need um, managers of these international teams. They they need to to see their teams periodically. So rather than just a month, it's okay. How are we in September? How are we in December? How are we in in, in, in January? So it needs to be a periodic thing. Um, Real Madrid, how did they look without Cristiano? Good. They're looking good. I mean, Bale looks crazy. Like, but the thing with Bale is that can he last a full season? If he can, I told you, Bale for me is is more is is a better all round player than Chris Cristiano. Cristiano is just a better goal scorer. But Bale is the the, the the guy is insane. And also, he's he's perfecting the Aryan Robin move, which is that I'm going to cut in on my left, and there's nothing you you, you can you can do about it to stop me. Did Benzema look good? He's looking better. I, th- I think Benzema looks a bit more confident, and I think like. Lopetiki said, you know what? Um, I'm not going to accept you being a foil for Cristiano and you getting four La Liga goals a season. <laughs> he he got four league goals last season as a striker. That's F-top. So I think but yeah, I think he seems a bit more involved because I think they are playing more shorter passes in this rather than the more counter-attacking, speedy thing that they were doing under Zinedine Zidane. So. Oh, boy. Could be another red card. Mane, go. Hey! Why not just take him out too? Oh, you're already at 10. Why not go to nine then? <laughs> can't just let him score, can you? Like, if you're down 1 0, you might as well take him out for the team. There's like three minutes left in the game. They did that off a corner. Salah. Wow. Wow. Imagine Salah and Mane running at you. Imagine how, like, this goalkeeper right here, what is he thinking? <laughs> like, Jesus no, no, Christ. No, 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 no. I don't care. Like, the. Scariest thing in the world was when Ronaldo would run, run, run at you. That that would be the, the scariest thing in the world. No, but it's like, like you blink and like no, they've made up at least like twenty yards. It no, no, no. Let's like. see, Ronaldo before his knee injury, you're going up against a guy who is strong, is fast, is ridiculously skillful, technically proficient. So when he's running at you, like literally, I swear, the ground used to shake whenever he used to run at, at guys. <laughs> <laughs> Guys used to like back off and the ground. Sh- I swear, like people think I'm going crazy. The pitch used to shake. Yo, you know? yo, 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 by the way, uh, apparently Ronaldo's at a hospital. I read that maybe yeah, like oh, look, oh, oh, I told him, man, look, a I few can't, days I, ago. I, so I, 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 nah, I can't deal with a Ronaldo death, man. Nah, please. <laughs> nah. He's not gonna die. He's not gonna like Pele. They've been keeping him alive somehow. So yeah. Ronaldo's okay. Ronaldo, he'll, he'll be all right, man. He has the best medical care. He, he better be, man. Stay, stay safe, bro. I worry about Ronaldinho though. I kind of do. I don't. He has he's two like, wives. He has two wives. <laughs> that was a myth or like a rumor. I don't think that's. No, no, no. I think I, th- I think it's 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 real. I, th- I think it is real. And trust me. Hey man, get it how you live, man. Get it. How and you and live. also, like, look, man. A lot of people have had heart attacks having sex with two Brazilian women at the, at the same time because those <laughs> they right oh, fast and quickly. Uh, all right, France. What's going on in France, man? Did you see Mbappe? Mbappe came on, got a couple goals. I think Neymar scored as well. Oh yeah, no, no, um, I, I heard him and I heard. Him. But look, man, basically, the thing with Mbappe is that I, I want everyone just to, to chill. 
because I need him to be the next. Because like my, I, I need him to get Cristiano and Messi out of, out of here. But that's why I don't want to just say too much because I don't want to like mess up or, or attempt fate. Let's see what this kid does in the Champions League. Yeah, let's see what he does in the in the channel. I told, yeah. you, I told you, I need him to get those guys out of here because again, he's the future. But we he needs to he needs to deliver. He has delivered at the World Cup. Let's see what he does at the Champions League so he can etch his name in, in history. Did you see like the the story that Buffon and Lilian Thuram's kid and he's playing with like George Weah's son? That is that is a, that is insane. That is crazy. Like I think it's 90, 1996 or nineteen ninety eight. Buffon plays with Parma against yeah. AC Milan. Uh, so you're basically you're playing with Lillian Thuram against George Weah. And then 2018, so like 20 years later, you're playing against Lillian Thuram's kid with George Weah's son. Buffon has been playing, it seems too long, but he's been playing really long. <laughs> no, 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 no. Literally, ever since I began watching football in Nigeria, Buffon has <laughs> been playing. <laughs> No, seriously, it's like because I remember when he was at Parma. I remember that Parma team of um, Enrico Chiesa, um, Cannavaro, Crespo, Turam. Legendary. And, and that team was crazy team. And I remember when, when he was there with his long hair. So I know, but look, no, it is no, that is crazy. Like and you know, um, Timothy Way. I think he he scored in the first match of the season. Hmm. And I know he plays for America. So. I know a, a lot of people. I think are gassed that like you put him and Pulisic in the same team, yeah, and maybe yeah, yeah. America could be onto something. But yeah, I just I saw that story. It was it's kind of cool, like Buffon's legacy in some way. Like this is how long he's been playing, and at a top level. Like it's PSG. It's not like he's at some yeah. low low league French team. All right, we got a few questions, and we can get out of here. All right, you know, someone asked us thoughts on All or Nothing, the City documentary, and do you think other clubs should do something similar? You want to do that now, or you want to save that for later? I mean, I can give a non-spoiler review, and then we can then go for a full spoiler review. I'm, once I'm, I'm like this, this. This is the thing with this kind of documentary, though. Like, if you paid attention to the Premier League last season, mm. none of this is really like spoiler, is it? The spoiler stuff isn't the matches; it's what Pep does. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, That's fair why. Enough. So, like, some of the stuff he does is fascinating, and I think that when it, because basically what the stuff is is like it's almost like a story unfolding because you see his reactions in the dressing room after certain games, like after the Wigan game, after the Liverpool game, after the Man United game when they played them the second time when they kind of won the, the, the title. And he just saw how he reacted to each of those matches and how he G's himself. He G's the, the team up before matches, the different personalities, looking at how players are. Very interesting to see how Sergio Aguero lives. Mm. Interesting to see how Bernardo Silva interacts with all of the players there, looking at all of the different... Even if there are clicks about the kind of family attitude, very interesting seeing company and his father-in-law who supports Man United. There are just so many different little nuggets in that it's interesting. But I think that the biggest thing is the amount of stuff that goes into a football club is amazing. The yeah, amount yeah. of staff, the amount of detail, the amount of conditioning, the amount of preparation is amazing. Like you just like I was like, wow, I didn't know that these many people are involved in a football club. The makers of the documentary wanted to kind of create tension in a way, right? I, I kind of compare this to, you know, like the 24-7s that HBO or Showtime or whatever did when like Floyd Mayweather was trying to box oh, yeah, someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. It was like that, but it felt a little bit more like contrived in a way. Like they would mm. set up Benjamin Mendy only to have him get injured. They would set up John Stone's season only to have him get injured, you know? Yeah, and yeah. I, I felt like that was kind of unnecessary in a way, but the audience that might watch this that had no knowledge of Manchester City, mm. that that might be necessary for them. You see, this is why I think like you have to look at the audience. If you're not into football, I'm not sure whether you'll really get the same kind of enjoyment that me and you would. But whereas I think based on Americans and how Americans are, you don't need to be into basketball to find the Boston Celtics documentary amazing. If you're just into sports, that Celtics documentary is a, an amazing documentary mm. because there's just something very universal about it. But I don't think that English people or non-Americans have the same kind of personalities and character that Americans have. Like when you, I mean, you just see how KG interacted with Ray Allen and the truth is like, these are just very interesting people. So you can watch it just as a sports person or a non-sports person say, oh no, this is actually an amazing story about these people. But Aguero or David Silva aren't as interesting as personalities as them, but but 
that's where we have Pep. <laughs> because even if you're not into sports or anything, when you just see what Pep does in this, you're like, this guy is insane. You know, th th this guy literally is insane. And this okay. guy obviously has to watch himself because this guy could give himself like a heart attack. Did so, watching the first season of All or Nothing Man City, did that change your perspective on Pep Guardiola at all? In, in terms of like people have this, this notion about Guardiola that... Oh, he did. He doesn't really do much. Like he got gifted the best squad in, or just a great squad at Barcelona. Then he went to Bayern Munich, who wins everything in the Bundesliga, and then he comes to Man City and has all the money in the world. Like, what does he really do? Do you think that this will affect people's opinions to say, like, no, like oh, Guardiola no. actually influences things on a level that probably you didn't realize? Basically, for me personally, it didn't really change anything. It just reinforced what I already knew. I already knew that no. When you see a team play, you can see the Guardiola system in play. But at the mm. end of the day, he needs specific players for a system to implement. He can't make an average team good. He can't win a Champions League with FC Porto. He can't dominate the Premier League with one team for like 10 years, the way that Alex Ferguson did. I don't think that he could do what Fergie and what Mourinho did because he, needs, he still needs specific players. So this just reinforced what I already knew that this guy, he is arrogant. He has a big ego. But he's an extremely good coach. He micromanages like a mofo. And yeah, he's very, very detailed and very, very obs ob obsessive. So this just reinforces it. But I think some of just the things... That's why I, I don't want to spoil anything for you. Some of the things he just says and does, I'm like, wow, this is just like, okay. <laughs> you know? You're tired. Cute. <laughs> Imagine, okay, what if I go to Pep and say, Pep, like, I'm really tired. So, me? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, he's hilarious. Like, okay, question, 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 question. If you had to pick, not Mourinho, if you had to pick one person or one team in football that you would want to see one of these about, past or present, both, both. Oh, easily, um, the Ferguson United treble team. Mm. Especially that Champions League game. Like, I would have loved to see the, the dressing room at halftime for that. You know. The one halftime team talk out of I'd want to see above anyone was the Liverpool AC Milan halftime team team talk. Benito, Just yeah. that. But as far as a whole documentary, or easily the treble winning for Ferguson and and, and United, you know. Okay. Um, if we went past, I would want one of these on Liverpool 13 14. <laughs> oh, like, oh, oh, Lord. Imagine kind of the footage of if the, the camera crew went back after the Chelsea game and then after the Crystal Palace game. <laughs> <laughs> the devastation, you know. Amazon got so lucky. They couldn't have known at the beginning that Manchester City were going to have arguably the greatest season of any yeah, Premier League team that, ever. So, like, you know, the luck that they got to get all of this insight for okay, that specific can I, wait, wait, moment. Can I play conspiracy theorist? Go. Isn't this a bit too convenient? <laughs> the season that Amazon are doing this all-access documentary is a season they break all the records. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> All I'm saying is that it's, I'm not saying anything. All I'm saying is that it's, it's, I think it's a bit too convenient. You know, Leicester from 1516, that would be a that would have been a good yes. one. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's actually what I said in, in, in my review. That mm. would be like they did one, I think, but they've not like an all actors like this. No, nah, this is like amazing. so in depth. There's a camera basically everywhere. This is like literally like this is. Even when you look at the guy who takes care of the boots, that's because, you know, I always wonder that way. You know, all these guys are like, you like wash the boots, do like medical thing. Why do they cheer so much whenever the team scores? I don't they just view it as, as a job. But when you watch this documentary, it really is like you're, like you're in a family. Yeah, yeah. It's like, so you're probably spending as much time with these guys than with your family, your mm. actual family. So it's, so when you see them win, you feel like you're winning as well because you know these guys inside and out. You talk to them all the, the, the time. You have conversations with them. You probably have them around your house. So, yeah, it's just an amazing kind of... Do you know, it was interesting that the, when, when De Bruyne said that, like, he likes hanging around with, like, the boot people and the kit people because they bring him a sense of normality. Oh, yeah, they yeah, aren't, yeah. They aren't rich. They don't have, like, these inflated egos or whatnot. So, like, those people, like, the ladies that do, like, the laundry and stuff yeah. like that. Like, I like seeing that kind of stuff because it brings oh, yeah, 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 yeah. a sense of reality and realism that Man City just isn't the players and the managers. It's, like, everyone else that goes into making the club what the club is. So, yeah, I'm just I'm, – I'm curious to see where this goes in yeah, terms of, like, in terms of, like, Amazon money and how does that influence – Whoa! Salah almost scored a goal. Um, yeah, just in terms of like how internet money 
is going to influence football and like how many of these can you do because i know they do them for like nfl so like dallas cowboys i think the cardinals arizona cardinals mm. have one so like you can do this with multiple teams the reception of this has been so good you have to that i think that amazon but like no we have to now really put a plan in place into trying to because again it's, it's you have to pick the right team like i think that as good as this is a Mourinho one would be the best because Mourinho <laughs> is the like he is the most charismatic guy associated with football on the on the but, planet. Okay, what 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 happens if you do a Mourinho one and he gets sacked halfway through the season and then like the last three episodes are just like with God knows who in charge? No, no, no. That's not. Do you know why that's even amazing? You can you still follow the team, you follow the thoughts, but you also follow Mourinho as well. So you do a little side story of the aftermath of him getting sacked. So that's, that's amazing drama. All right. Um, thoughts on Neil Etheridge saving two penalties for Cardiff. Big saves, especially that one against Kennedy. Kennedy's penalty was really bad. That's from Niger Boy, AJ Cool 16. So shout out to Filipino, yeah, quality, Filipino quality, guy. Quality, um, two penalties big time. Gowan says top three passers, pure finishers, and 1v1 defenders in the Premier League. I mean, that's, that's kind of loaded. You know what? We will do this over like – Three weeks. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, let's say, but guys, have you can't, you can't think of these things <laughs> on the way, man. I mean, I mean, I mean, like we are, we are amazing, and we are super talented, but not that talented. Well, I know. So. Yeah, we're we're men. We're not, you know, gods yet. Top three passers. We'll do pure finishers next week. Um, top three passers in the Premier League. I'm gonna go De Bruyne. I'm gonna say Ozil. Ozil over Silva. I think it might be those three. Maybe Jorginho has a has a has a chance, but we haven't seen enough of him in the Premier League yet. Um, so maybe Silva Ozil De Bruyne. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, probably yeah. Um, Silva Ozil De Bruyne. Probably. Ozil yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, look, man, that's look, man, that's a whole. Uh, Mason Boris asks, "How much time should Emery be given until questions are asked about how the team is performing?" I mean, October, you, you you, you got to give him at least a couple months. Like, yeah, not yeah, even yeah. a couple months. Like, literally, he should have one or two seasons before people really start making questions because how many Arsenal fans, how many Arsenal fans were still with Wenger after 12, 10, eight years of just dreadful football. You can't give this guy three games. You were with Wenger for eight years. Give this guy some time, you know? But what if they're in the relegation zone come October? Then what? They could be in the rele- – they might be in the relegation zone now. I don't know. But, like, by next yeah, week, if they don't beat West Ham, they could be in the relegation yeah. zone. That's a byproduct of schedule. They got really unlucky, as I said before, with City, Chelsea at home. And then I guess uh, another London derby with West Ham. Who knows how that's going to go? Because West Ham can't play as bad as they did the first two games. So maybe this is the game where they put things together and maybe play well. I don't know. Um, last question. The only taps. Should United be genuinely concerned about an incoming third season syndrome? I guess we kind of already answered yeah. that one with, with yes. Be, or be, is be it very just, afraid. Be very afraid. Is it just a case of the same problems United had last year against the same type of teams we saw against Huddersfield, Burnley, West Brom, Brighton? Yeah. I mean, Mourinho's philosophy does not do well against teams that park the bus against him. Like, <laughs> the, you, you have to think about it. When the other team wants the ball, Mourinho's philosophy is at its best because that way he can sit back, defend, and play counterattacking football. When his team which, is which, charged which he did with against Liverpool at Old Trafford and then he won the game. Exactly. But when his team is charged with having the ball and you break us down now, basically every team that's not Liverpool, City, Chelsea, Arsenal, Tottenham as well, every other team in the league is going to be like United break us down. And as we know, Mourinho doesn't coach offense. He's not Pep. He's I not was giving just you predetermined movements. He yeah, wants Pogba do something individually great. Martial do something individually great. Even though you're not even may, maybe not playing in your best position, Rashford yeah, do something for me. That can't because, always work. Mourinho doesn't do attacking drills. He's not going to go to the training pitch and be like, okay, all right, I want to now play with these three guys. This is how we're going to pass. Let's just do triangles. This, this is how we're going to break guys down. <laughs> Mourinho and triangles. <laughs> no, no, that's 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 no, no. The, the, the only triangles that he he knows are probably prisms from like what's it called Isaac Newton or whatever that dude was was what was called. <laughs> um, or, or was it a prism that he invents? Look, man. Um, so that's not going to happen. Defensive drills, yes, he will. Trade you will teach you defense until you you hate the word. But as far as attacking, no, it's not going to happen. So if you sit deep and it's like okay now break us down, it's like uh no. That's going to be the the struggle and always has been 
against the smaller teams. But yeah, hopefully he can figure it out because he's good for the Premier League at the end of the day. Like having him in the Premier League is good. When he left and there was that period where he wasn't with Chelsea, it was hitting. The Premier League felt less. He's he's, he's one he's, of the most important figures in football easily. Of all time. Yeah. For me, I would say that he is he has easily been the most interesting personality in football nonstop. Nobody has been much more like in the NBA, you can pick all the kind of personalities, but like football players are just not that interesting. As a guy, nobody is has been is more interesting than Mourinho, has more character than, than him. No one. Do you have anything else that you want to get to? Like anything that, that you've seen interesting in the in the in the space of football? Ca- oh, Carius is gone from Liverpool. Oh yeah. <laughs> he's gone they loaned him out for two years with an option to buy so basically they've gotten rid of him for as cheaply as possible so au revoir there's there's this whole Tony Cross thing where Tony Cross said about Ozo that like there there is no racism at all in the German association you know but then the the German journalist I think Ralph Honigstein said no that's not what he said he never said the German association is racist he said particular strands of the association are racist, not the association as a whole. So I think for Tony Cruz to come out and just completely just be like, no, 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 all the talking, talking crap seems a bit like, you know, um, off point. I think a few players from the German national team have come out and kind of defended, you know, the the German FA against Ozil's kind of accusations and comments. Mm. But I don't think any of them have been what we would understand to be ethnic minorities. I haven't heard Boateng come out and say there's no racism or Sane or Gundogan. Look, look or Danny, Danny, it's, Danny. It's, it's been the tradition. Okay. This may not make the, the podcast, so <laughs> but I, I, I will leave it to you. Pull up a picture of Tony Cruz. Once you do that, Google Aryan. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll leave it at, at, at that. <laughs> it's time to go. Okay, this has been the Talking Tactics Podcast. We do this every Tuesday. Uh, remember to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, SoundCloud. Please follow us on SoundCloud. That would be dope. Facebook at Talking Tactics 352. If you're listening on an Apple device, subscribe. Leave us a review. We'll read it on next week's show. Um, Half Hope, where can the people find you? You can find the boy at Half Hope Pot on Twitter. And you can find me um, on YouTube, Half Hope Football Hot. Bada bing. Indeed. Go subscribe, man. It's a, it's a good, man. Like, yeah, again, like I was looking at my YouTube feed. And I was like, this guy's released like 12 videos in like two days. Like, <laughs> No, I don't know. No, because I mean, basically, I've, I've made a pledge to myself that, you know what? It's going to be hard, but let me try and have some consistency there. So I'm pretty much going to try and do a preview and a post-match of the major teams in the Premier League, Barcelona, Real Madrid, you know. So I've never really done that in a season. So you know what? Let me try and get that consistency and be a bit, a bit more on point there and then see what happens. Mm, so kind of like your World Cup strategy, but for yeah. club teams. Interesting. Yeah. All right. So I'm, I'm at Daniel to look. Oh, subscribe to Have Hope Football Hut, obviously. Um, I'm at Daniel to look. Carl's at Anchorman 616. Hopefully he'll be back next week. We might have a guest next week, but I don't want to ruin anything or jinx anything. So talking to this podcast, sometimes funny, sometimes serious. Always football. Indeed. See you next week. Peace. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.